0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. You can read there anytime at Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. I also want to remind you that I do a podcast on films of the 1980s. Wherever you're listening to this right now, just do a search for Around the World in 80s movies and you'll find it. As far as this podcast goes, I cover brand new movies that are out in theaters, and today I'm going to be covering Hereditary. It's a horror drama. It's an R-rated film because of horror, violence, disturbing images, language, drug use, and brief graphic nudity, and the runtime is two hours and seven minutes. The main star is Toni Collette, with Alex Wolfe, Gabriel Byrne, Millie Shapiro, and Anne Dowd getting supporting roles. The director and the screenwriter is Ari Aster. Toni Collette here, she stars... As Annie Graham, she's this diorama model artist. She's also a wife to the very reliable, in terms of emotion, Steve. And she's also the mother of two teenagers, Peter and the younger Charlie. And we start the film off with the death of Tony's estranged, mostly estranged anyway, manipulative, secretive mother she's recently died in a way to Annie it's a relief and yet it causes her some guilt some grief as well embodied in her habit of sleepwalking while she also encounters some very strange and horrific visions of herself and her children in harmful danger although she may be putting those kids in danger herself while she's doing that sleepwalking it's affecting the kids as well Peter engages in drugs. Charlie begins to believe that she's being communicated with from the secretive and eccentric grandmother that she feels looked out for her the most among their family. So she's very sad at the loss of the grandmother. There's a lot more to this film than that. It's a dysfunctional family drama, but it also turns very horrific toward the second half of the movie. Writer-director Ari Aster, this is his first feature. He helmed a series of short films, but this is his first full-length feature, He's bringing forward here a rare, at least in these times, a very slow burn horror film that develops its characters and its storyline first instead of relying on manufactured jump scares. That's very refreshing from my point of view. Aster's use of parallels and foreshadowing is actually quite good in Hereditary. We have some tie-in with Greek tragedies. As you know, if you've listened to my podcast before, I have a degree in classical civilization, so anything that references Greek tragedies is usually okay in my book. He has this use of dolls as a means to show how humans are often manipulated by larger forces to do what's intended. The burn is pretty slow, and after the first half of the film, I wondered why such a straightforward family drama is being shot and marketed as a horror film. Perhaps this was a commercial consideration, because straight dramas are not really, at least these days, they're not really in vogue for wide release motion pictures. Given that it has melodramatic leanings for much of the runtime of the picture, those viewers who were expecting some really good jolts in their horror to be early and often may grow impatient with Hereditary to kind of kick in While others who prefer to care about the characters in their chillers before they undergo supernatural upheaval are going to appreciate the time that Aster takes in establishing this family and their histories before we see how the nightmarish events that transpire begin to affect them, at least that's how I appreciate this film. The best thing I can say about this film, it has very solid acting. It really bolsters the film into something that feels weightier than a typical chiller. Toni Collette is truly magnificent, as this paranoid and painfully conflicted daughter. She's also a mother and a wife, whose emotional distance to everyone over many years has resulted in her continued feeling of isolation, especially in this time of need, one in which she ends up reaching out to support groups, and also a woman named Joan, played by Anne Dowd, who's undergone a similar sense of loss and who tells her to come by when she needs an attentive ear. Alex Wolf is also rock solid as the older teenager who doesn't want to accept the ills of the world, even ones that he may have committed. He chooses to deflect his feelings onto others and or just smothers them in a state of highness to hope to cope until the next phase of his life. Colin Stetson's unsettling score here is very effective. It works in good concert with Pavel Pogorzelski's dark and ambient cinematography. It doesn't get in the way during the quieter moments, which is also good. And also, it doesn't overly dramatize the scarier elements of the action to the point where the whole movie begins to feel manipulative. I think more people are going to be unnerved by the sounds that come into play, such as Charlie's habit of clucking her tongue from time to time, particularly when she feels anxiety, which in turn we get to feel along with her. For as many of the quirks given to each of the characters in this film, though, there's not really a point in which we feel truly like we get to know these characters as real people that we can identify with. This is a story that always keeps us on the realm of observers, and that does continue to keep us at a distance to the terror-filled sequences that are meant to draw us into the familial upheaval, even though this is, at its core, a family melodrama. Perhaps the biggest reason as to why I'm not quite as ecstatic about hereditary As some other critics, despite having some pretty good admiration for it, it's primarily due to the number of prolonged lulls that I find in the storytelling. It's exacerbated by a two-hour and seven-minute runtime, perhaps a half-hour longer than I feel is really necessary to tell the same tale, but much more economically. I'm all for atmosphere, don't get me wrong, but I'm also not one who thinks atmosphere means to linger longer than necessary within a scene before something that might possibly be significant happens. There are only four prominent characters within this film and with the father given the least amount of background played by Gabriel Byrne, I don't know that we really need to expend that much time on these characters. Lots of exploration into the nervous tics, the layers of coping mechanisms for the individual anxieties of these characters are established, and that does provide some good basis for psychological analysis, even if the story as a whole takes a long time to coalesce into something that seems a lot more meaningful. Another reason for my reticence for fully embracing Hereditary is the fact that it maintains a certain predictability in where things are going. It's not as bad as some popular examples in recent years, especially in the horror genre. Films like The Witch, though, and The Babadook, and It Comes at Night, those are pretty remarkable for being effective and very different takes on the subject of families who are ripped apart from guilt and from fear. But Hereditary is sold more by this talented cast than it is by its suspenseful terror or in trying to upend traditional storytelling. Given the fact that the Greek tragedy illusions are in this film, it's actually a very old form of storytelling, even though it is given kind of a modern day genre sheen that will make people think it's something contemporary in its delivery or maybe something new. It's very age old from thousands of years ago. The notion of free will is something that the ancient Greeks would dabble with, of course, but it often ended up in tragic results for those people who tried to exercise that free will, and so it comes to pass in hereditary, and much like our own heredity, we are who we are by design. There's nothing we can do to change that heredity, so hereditary definitely does live up to its name in that regard. This is a well-crafted film, enough to give it a recommendation, I think, for those who enjoy very slow-burn horror filled with good performances and some interesting subject matter underneath that propels the terror. It's a very freaky film. It is chock full of notions of the eerie nature of cults and the dangers that they may provide. Nevertheless, while this is a film that's arresting from time to time, sometimes very arresting, if you're expecting something more than that, maybe you're going to leave the theater feeling a little bit less than satisfied on Hereditary as a whole, then you enjoyed a few of its individual parts, at least... That's kind of where i reside i'm gonna give hereditary three stars out of four three stars on my scale means that i do think that it is a recommendable film for those people who like this kind of movie if you like movies like don't look now and and maybe even the shining although the shining i think is much more on the horror side in terms of the way that it delivers its terror I think you're going to find enough to like here in Hereditary. But if you're looking for something truly either groundbreaking, or if you're just looking to be absolutely scared continuously throughout a movie, I don't think this is going to deliver on that level for you. So take that for what it's worth as far as the recommendation. Three stars out of four goes to Hereditary. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. If you did, I do encourage you to go to my website. Quipsterpod is the one for this particular podcast, qwipsterpod.com. You can also find my written reviews, not only of this film, but also of, like I said, over 4,000 other films at my website, quipster.net, qwipster.net. Until next time, thanks, everyone, for listening, and please enjoy your time Anytime you get to go to the movie.